Much of the day has been focused on who is going to be coming to programs in college football in the near future. I mean, this is exactly where we are after all in a sport where the season is not technically over because there are bowl games, but yet you're having to assemble rosters for next year and keep one eye on the future while still preparing for a bowl game. But such is the world. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, they'd have these things happen later, and uh, it would obviously give us even more to discuss. Not that we're short of topics, of course. And we get to discuss it right now from a Liberty Flames perspective with John Manson, a seaofred.com founder and contributor. And back with us once again here in the Fast Lane. John, a pleasure to speak with you. How drama-free was this day for the Liberty Flames, given that it seemed like a lot of their work was done uh, as far as high schoolers over the last handful of months? And with college players coming in, the groundwork had been laid, with, especially with a lot of commitments coming over the last week or so. Hey, Ed, thanks as always for having me on. Uh, yeah, you're exactly right. I think uh, you know all the high school commits were, were really made back in the summer before the season had even started, except uh, one or two here in the last couple of weeks, and uh, then got you know four JUCO guys across the finish line and and committed here in the last month or so uh, before signing uh, today. And and uh, you know obviously the the you know guys in the transfer portal that are committed to Liberty, you know they they haven't been announced yet, but uh, they they wait until they show up on on campus and. And classes start in January, so a few of those will will hold off on until now, until then. But uh, but yeah, I mean it was very much a drama free day. It was just a matter of you know uh, making sure you got all your eyes uh, dotted or and uh, T's crossed as far as getting all the NILs uh, NLIs in uh, uh, with all the uh, guys that were committed and, and that happened, getting them through uh, compliance and. And everything's uh, good, good to go, and, and that's what happened. And and uh, drama-free day, and and you know it's something Coach Chadwell talked about in his press conference this afternoon was, you know, these guys, you know, the majority of them committed back, you know, before Liberty was thirteen and zero, before Liberty was, you know, in the top twenty-five, before they were in the Fiesta Bowl, obviously back in the summer, before they had even, you know, Coach Chadwell and his coaching staff had had ever coached a game here. So, uh, you know, for them to do that, just you know, and they stayed true to their words, stayed loyal, and. Uh, you know, uh, it's it just it's a you know the best recruiting class, highest rated recruiting class in school history, and and uh, just kind of sets the the new standard for what uh, what to expect with this program uh, moving forward. John, when you look at a lot of the players that came in in high school, a lot of them, you know, Belford, of course, we've touched on him, the quarterback from IMG, but among others, a lot of them are offensive guys, whereas a lot of the JUCO players uh, who were D1 bounce backs, players who were at D1 schools and went to JUCO and now have committed to Liberty are on the defensive side of the ball. How much of that is that the coaching staff when they came in last year, they knew what they wanted in their offensive system. They knew what personnel fit in the program to retain and who to bring in. And so, as you saw on the field this year, the offense is pretty well set up for now in the future, whereas on the defensive side of the ball, they needed to go that JUCO route for guys that could maybe make a more immediate impact. Yeah, sure. You look at the offense and, and who's slated to return uh, next year. You basically got everybody back. I mean, everybody in the running back room is, is slated to be back. Uh, all the receivers, uh, with the exception of Noah Frith, uh, uh, are expected to be back. Um, Elijah Smoot as well, but he was injured much of the season. And and then quarterback, you're, you're also supposed to, supposed to get everybody back there, except for you know Jonathan Bennett's obviously in the in the transfer portal. So uh, you're pretty established on that side of the ball and. And I do expect Liberty to, to pursue a, a few guys uh, in the through the portal, you know, over the next few weeks. 
as we head into January on the offensive side of the ball, most notably at that offensive line. They really need a, a guard that can come in and play immediately, and, and then also a uh, you know maybe a wide receiver or two. Uh, wouldn't be surprised to see that. But yeah, you know the uh, the the JUCO guys, three of those four are defensive guys. Uh, two defensive linemen and a defensive back, and and obviously the the weakness of the Liberty team this year uh, was on that side of the ball, and and uh, again only had two returning starters from from the 2022 uh, team, and and several of those key contributors on that side of the ball had had went into the portal uh, after the coaching change, and and obviously it just takes time to to kind of to you know build up the the quality of depth that you need. Because uh, you really need depth that comes into more more into play on on the defense side of the ball than than on offense. Not that depth isn't important everywhere it is, but you know you rotate through players on that side. Injuries tend to happen more on on that side as well. So uh, you know getting you know some guys that you know Roderick Daniels, a defensive lineman, JUCO transfer, Alvin Williams, a, a defensive end, uh, play that you know joker position, outside linebacker type position. Uh, and then Eldrick Griffin, you know, all three guys were, you know, started their careers at, you know, power five level and, and then, uh, you know, transferred to, uh, junior college and, and now will bounce back and, you know, look to, to make a go of it at, at Liberty. And, and they should all have, you know, the, the potential to play immediately. I think, you know, look at a guy like, like Griffin, the, the defensive back and, with Preston Hodge, you know, going to Colorado and in the portal there, that, that opens up a spot there on the back end of that defense, and and you know that's one that that Liberty needs, uh, you know, Griffin to be able to step into it to a a role there, maybe even a starting role, and and uh, but yeah, you know, I think you'll see some more through uh, the portal as well on the defensive side of the ball, some guys that are you know plug and play uh, as well, you know, really all three lines of the of the defense, linebacker, defensive line, and in the secondary. John Manson from a seaofred.com is joining us here in the fast lane, and we're chatting with him about Liberty football and their signing day. We'll try to connect next week if it's okay with you, John, to look ahead to the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon and really look at that game in a moment. But we're, we're sticking with the signing day theme here, and men's basketball is at Grand Canyon uh, this evening, or excuse me, at Utah Valley this evening. So we'll wrap up with that in a second. But from the football standpoint, overall, you mentioned how highly regarded this particular class is for Liberty. How much does the coaching staff have their feet underneath them, and therefore they were able to get buy-in from current players to help sell this program to prospective players? Yeah, I think that's something that that grew as the year went on. You know, we saw that you know on the field, uh, just in the team's performance and through the interviews that the various players had throughout the season as, as the year went on. Just got more and more confident and more and more buy-in in this coaching staff and, and I'm sure that was also evident in the uh, in the recruiting cycle you know you haven't you know you see a guy like CJ Daniels he posed for a picture with with uh, one of the the, the uh, Juco guys that, that visited uh, here in the last week he posed for pictures with him in, in his uh, photo shoot there that they always go through and and uh, to see a guy like that you know to, to be able to, to be out there recruiting and I mean he's a guy that that could easily talking about Daniels could easily go into the portal and look for a payday uh, at at a big power five school with the year he had at receiver for the flames. But, but uh, yet here he is in, in, you know, early to mid December, you know, taking up his time to, to, you know, show some of these, you know, recruits, you know, what Liberty is all about. So uh, that's just one example of of what I'm sure was a lot uh, that you could say. And, and, you know, talking to some of these kids that committed back in the summer, they, they said the same thing, all the players that, you know, hosted them. They they 
you know, talked about the family that the Liberty football team and program is and, and the family uh, dynamics that, that they're uh, building uh, under this coaching staff. And, uh, you know, like I said uh, in my opening, it's, um, you know, something that I think Coach Chadwell and, and his staff can just, you know, continue to build upon and, and really, you know, the sky's the limit, I, I think, is, is easy to say because, you know, the success of this year going 13-0 and and being the Fiesta Bowl will really play out in not the 2024 class. Yeah, a little bit, but really more so in the 2025 class as they start looking at, you know, some of these high school kids uh, coming up this spring and summer. John, last one for you. We'll pivot away from football because men's basketball, they are at Utah Valley this evening for an 8 p.m. tip-off. Uh, Five-point favorites, uh, our guy Kenny White, pro handicapper for CBS Sports, has them as a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in his line uh, and thinks maybe more points will be scored in this game because of the high altitude and the elevation of going out there. Uh, but for Liberty, uh, we saw them against Tennessee State. You and I did. We were both uh, getting our Mark Goodfellow on, watching on uh, the front row of the, of the Liberty Arena seats last week. Uh, and, and it looked like it took a moment for them to find themselves, and then they found it in the second half and carried it over in a blowout against St. Andrews. Has this Liberty team now gotten to the other side of the adversity from their non-conference schedule that could prepare them for a matchup like tonight? Yeah, you know, you mentioned that Tennessee State game. Much like it took the Liberty team a little bit of time to to find uh, their rhythm, it it also took you and I a little bit of time to find our seat that game uh, (laughs) coming in uh, on the heels of that women's basketball game. But, but yeah, it's 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 a big game, good test for Liberty tonight against uh, you know Utah Valley. That's a team that made the Final Four of the uh, NIT last year, and and uh, lost to UAB there, and and uh, in, in those semifinals. And uh, they lost their head coach Mark Matson, the former uh, Stanford standout and uh, former LA Laker. He's now the head coach at Cal in his first year there. But he had two. Well, the last two years he, he was there three or four years. But his last two years they were very successful, uh, winning twenty plus games, and, and obviously the success last year going to the to the NIT. But you know the same conference as Grand Canyon. They actually were the regular season uh, champions of, of the WAC last year. You know finished ahead of Grand Canyon, who Liberty fans became acquainted with here a couple weeks ago, but, uh, you know, going on the road and what will likely be a tough environment against a a strong mid-major team, it's it's a great test for Liberty as, you know, conference play is just, you know, about two weeks away uh, once the calendar flips over to 2024 and to January. So, uh, you know, it's not so much what the result will be because, you know, Liberty's not fighting for an at-large bid or anything like that, but uh, just preparing themselves for – you know, that conference play that's that's to come here in just a couple weeks. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And more on that as basketball season gets underway or heats up even more so in the new year. In the meantime, John, we wish you a Merry Christmas. We thank you for your time today in the Fast Lane. And if it's okay with you, we'd love to connect next week as we get ready for the Fiesta Bowl. We'll love to. Uh, did you get your plans uh, figured out? Did you get approved by the boss to, to get out to I, Arizona? I've got the credential approved. I need to figure out what day. And uh, I don't know if you've heard back from them yet on hotels, but uh, I am awaiting confirmation on that. And then uh, here we go. I, I am as well, but I'd be happy to uh, to connect with you and, and just uh, give, me the, give me a shout, and uh, we'll try to make our schedules work. Indeed, we will. John Manson with us here in the Fast Lane on W226BG Timberlake. WVGMA in Lynchburg, WMA Gretna, Danville, Southside. If you missed anything today from our signing day coverage, check it out. Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. Fast Lane Ed Lane, Trey Lout, VT, and Ty Tracy 90. Ty has taken over for us today. 
all of our social media platforms. No show tomorrow. Virginia Tech men's basketball will take over and knock us off the air. We are back Friday with our last show before the Christmas holiday and a good one in store as well. So thank you for your time today and look forward to chatting again in a couple of days here in the Fastlane.